0: Hello, and welcome to the Money Marketing Podcast. I'm Kimberly Dondo, Digital Content Manager, and we are back for our end of year podcast. Uh, I'm joined by the editorial team, so I'll let them introduce themselves.
1: Hi, I'm Tom Brown, and I'm the
2: editor of this delightful team. Yay. Hi, I'm Dan Cooper, uh, news editor.
3: I'm Maria Nichols, features editor. Lois Valley, chief reporter.
4: I'm Darius McQuaid, reporter
0: Okay, fantastic um, So, yeah, it's been a year Wow um, It seems to have gone so quickly And yet also been the longest year ever I don't know if anyone else Understands what I mean by that I um, it's just gone really quickly <laughs> Yeah I blown by. But, but then sometimes People will bring up certain things That happened this year um, mm. And I'm like, wait, no That was like five years ago Um, But yeah, it just feels like a very odd year um, and we're going to get into it a bit more. Um, So I wanted to start off by asking you all um, what key market trends or financial news that came out that stood out for you for this year. Tom, do you want to start off?
1: Yeah no sure well it's interesting for me because obviously um, I arrived uh, took over the editor's reins about Mm -hmm. just over a month ago so it was interesting to just dive into the sector quite fresh and have a bit of an oversight one of the first things I did was a feature for the magazine which was the the twenty top stories that we did over the course of the year so that gave me a nice interesting overview and. The one story that kept cropping cropping up was the various different ups and downs of uh, SJP. Um, They were actually uh, five of our top 10 stories of of the year, Um, Mm -hmm. be it um, the exit fees uh, situation as a result of consumer duty. Uh, We had an interview with the outgoing chief executive, Andrew Croft. Um, uh, That was something that my predecessor bagged uh, Mm
5: -hmm. just
1: just as they announced the exit fees. That was a bit of a coup. Um, but it's a kind of it's the gift that keeps on giving this 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 story. I mean you know since we've done all those stories, they've had issues about the dip in their share price uh, they've had a lot of chat about uh, executive bonuses um which hasn't gone down too well. so uh, the incoming um CEO of Mark Fitzpatrick I think has got quite a lot on his plate for 2024 so it'll be interesting to so keep an eye on that.
0: Yeah, for sure. I feel like there's never going to be an end to the SJP news that comes out. And it's always going to be something that's very popular, whether advisors love them or hate them. Um it's always going to be something they want to hear about. Um yeah, Lois. Certainly,
1: certainly keen to have a more positive twenty twenty four, let's put it that way.
6: Yeah, let's hope for them. Or they're maybe make any changes for, to twenty twenty five though, are they? Yeah.
0: And also for us, clicks-wise, do we want it to be positive? I don't know. Um, but Lois, what about you? What stood out for you?
6: Um, so I wrote a cover feature for the December-January issue on the PFS and CII feud that seems to have sort of cropped back up again. Mm-hmm. So um at the end of last year, just before Christmas, um what's now referred to as the Christmas coup happened, which is when the CII said it was going to put in three institute directors onto the PFS board Yeah, because it felt like the PFS board wasn't doing its job properly. There were like Mm -hmm. some governance issues. Um, And then the PFS obviously didn't really like that. And quite a lot of the members were up in arms about it. Um, And then a few things happened sort of January, February, Um, but then after february everything seemed to sort of die down a bit but the pfs board is still made up of primarily cii directors Um, and just a couple of months ago everything seemed to all come back up again because the cii ceo announced he was leaving after Mm. i think when did he join two years maybe not even that maybe a year um, after not very long, anyway. No, 18 months. Sorry, he's going to leave after 18 months because he's going to leave in spring next year. Um, and then some other things seem to sort of come up um, that some members of the PFS feel have been swept under the carpet. So, things to do with the CII's financial situation and the fact that it's allegedly still holding on to £10 million of PFS funds. So, for me, I just thought it was interesting that it's all come up again a year on. Is that um, legal for them to be allegedly holding on to 10 on million pounds? Well, apparently, yes. Okay. But who knows? <laughs> and who knows what's going to happen with it, but it's definitely um, it's definitely not actually all gone quiet. Okay. okay, yeah. So it's all gone quiet. It's definitely not gone away.
0: No, I mean. for sure. Because I remember when JB did his cover and it was like this civil war type situation. Um, so at the time it was probably very heated, but I think I think it's probably going to be ongoing like a civil war.
6: Like I um so my I did my intro on some friends I had at primary school, both of whom were called Sophie. And <laughs> both of whom fell out like every week. And I was just stuck in the middle. And then they would make up again and we could all get along and have a fun time, and then they'd fall out again and I'd just be like, oh, this is a nightmare. And this um this kind of reminded me of that. But not not to me because I it doesn't really affect me personally. But Sounds, it like, our good. sounds like
1: our editorial meeting, <laughs> <clear>. <laughs>
6: Um But it does so affect a lot of PFS members, obviously, and CII members. So,
0: yeah. Okay. Well, look forward to seeing what happens in twenty twenty four with that. I'm sure more stuff will come out. Um, and Dan, what stood out for you this year?
2: Uh like you said, it seems to be just a uh, crazy year really in so many different ways. But um yeah. like like Tom, I I sort of joined money marketing just about two months ago now and it feels like feels like so much has happened in those two months. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of regulation and AI and in so many different areas. But um I think for me it, it was it was probably the most recent one really, um, on Friday last week, you know, when the FCA announced the um and Announce proposals to to close the advice gap, and um, you know sort of try and tr- try and off, uh, put forward a simplified advice model, mm-hmm. where you know they could advisors can give advice to uh, to clients with smaller sums to invest, and uh, you know this is kind of like I think their way of since you know, since RDR came in in end of twenty twelve, this is the FCA's way of sort of trying to kind of close that gap and i think for me that's probably the most interesting thing that's come out for the last I for the last quarter of the year and be interested to see how that goes for, forward as well into 2024
0: yeah it is an interesting point because i was actually having mm. this conversation with my sister really because she was talking to me i've always since i started working for pensions titles i've kind of been obsessed with letting everyone around me know how important it is for them to you know contribute to their pension and contribute more to their pension but because she is self-employed she's never really um known how to set up her own so she started she she did start her own pension but she was like i just don't have the guidance and then i was like it sounds like you need a financial advisor because now i know about financial advisors um and she was like yeah i've looked into it, but. I I don't think I'm a good fit for them because being someone who's self-employed, she has months where she's doing really well and then some other months where she's not. So like that whole like fees and charges thing is also something. So if there if there are advisors who are willing to have clients who aren't, you know, making a ton of money, mm. um, I think there are probably such there. There's probably such a huge chunk of the UK self-employed market that they can tap into.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly that. Because then, um, I think when the FCA put the proposals out last week, it, they said that only it was only eight percent of the of UK adults have, you know, receive financial advice. So, um, like he like just said, it was it's kind of that a way of making it more affordable, isn't it? Of you know, somebody who doesn't necessarily have Huge amounts of, of, of money to invest, um, mm-hmm. huge amounts of money to put away, but can still you know, get that important advice where they can plan for the future.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and Maria, what about you? What stood out for you for 2023?
3: Um, there's a few things, really. A few, a few topics that are well. I think the first one, consumer duty. Do we want mm-hmm. to talk about it? I don't think... I don't think I want to talk about it anymore. I think <laughs> consumer dutyed out. I think, um, I think it's safe to say, advisors have done okay in being prepared for it. I think, I think they seem to have done done a good job for, for what they can at this point. So, um, I did yeah, put up a
6: poll on um, money marketing recently to say, yeah. was the consumer duty worth it? And I can't remember the exact stat about half of them said no it was a waste of time <laughs> but i don't know it was about um
0: was it a waste of time because they mean? were already doing it so they didn't need instruction to
6: add value or whatever maybe but i did put an option to say um it hasn't like yes it's been a good thing but just for some financial services firms right so they could have ticked that one if that was the case but no it was a waste of time was the overarching feeling from
2: that poll. It's strange isn't it because I remember a piece Darius wrote recently um on the you know exactly that and most of the advisors I think on that one said that it was a, a worthwhile exercise didn't they? Darius was it 68% or something said
4: it was a so it was more it was more of a, a positive uh, reaction and it was a surprise because, because as everyone said the perception prior to it was it yeah there was a bit of a feeling that was, wasn't really necessary amongst advisors but then in that poll actually it sort of said what um people wasn't expecting to hear that yeah that actually it was worthwhile yeah
3: yeah for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> i was just gonna say I, I i i agree i think it's it's clearly a worthwhile exercise but it sounds like an awful lot of work um and i think there's still some bits to be ironed out and um yeah there's still work to do but certainly i would say in terms of features opinion pieces uh things that i've been reading working on this year consumer duty has come out as kind of the top topic of conversation um number uh number two i'd say is the lifetime allowance that was obviously abolished uh or, or plans plans announced to abolish back in the spring budget um mm-hmm. It's just been confirmed just lately in the finance bill that they are going to push ahead with this mm-hmm. um, by 6th of April. 6th of April, I mean, it's just it's not long at all. I think there's yeah. some massive concerns about about that timeframe. Um, mm-hmm. So that, that will be a big story next year, which we'll, we'll kind of go on to. Um, I think another element of that is that there's an election coming up. Labour mm-hmm. is saying that they, they would... Um, if you go back on that they they and it so it's really confusing I do not envy advisors with with all of that all of that stuff going on um and then so number three for me I think AI chat GPT that's been a huge mm-hmm. story this year and mm-hmm. um, really did blow up what was it just after summer or over summer yeah um, I think since then I think a lot of the AI chat has been around chat GPT uh, yeah. But since then i think a lot's been i mean lois you did a leader recently on it which is really interesting i think you know there's been stuff more pulled out more more um clarified about ai more broadly um mm-hmm. the threats the challenges the benefits um i mean i was looking through some of our our features this year ian mckenna i can't remember what month it was but he said that advisors should be looking to increase their tech budgets by around 300 uh, percent to factor in ai which i thought was a really interesting stat um, mm-hmm. i mean obviously there's, there's big pros and cons um but i think it's been a big story and will continue to be a big story and then on the investment side of things is ai a bubble is this a, a you know, a, a bubble story is this all going to come crashing down. I think some of the biggest stocks, uh, biggest stock stories this year have been kind of based on AI. So that'll be interesting to see as well. We've actually got a piece coming out this week by Darius McDermott that's saying it uh, it might be showing the signs of a bubble, but he doesn't seem to think it will be. Um, so that's interesting. as an investment story. It's just massive and it's huge. Um, so yeah, looking forward to seeing what happens there. Yeah.
0: Um, not to do the doom and gloom thing about how you're talking about like AI and how like Ian McKenna said that you should invest more in AI and stuff. Um, it just got me thinking about something I saw recently, um, the deputy prime minister. I wanted to confirm this because I'd seen it on TikTok. so But I saw it on reputable news sources as well. Mm-hmm. Um, he had said, I think, said... Um, that everyone needs to stock up on battery devices in case of like the national grid melting down. Um, which is funny because also there's a movie that's recently been released uh with Julia Roberts where I watched it this week. Like, yeah, where all tech it. just shuts down and then we're basically taken back to like, you know, where my parents were the core kids on the block
6: <laughs> just when you said that kim a massive thunderstorm just started just outside my window yeah
1: i was about to make exactly the same analogy because i think i'm i yeah, i'm not far from a you so there was huge yeah the topic of ai was introduced yeah it's, it's it
2: started
0: <laughs> yeah, so so it just made it's just very interesting to me that like there's this movie that's come out that apparently it was backed or like somehow Produced. the Obamas were involved in it. Produced uh, by
3: the Obamas, yeah. Yeah.
0: So they were. So you'd think like as a former president, Obama probably has some insight, some knowledge, something that he might know. Um, and then there's also uh, people talk about you know the solar storms that happen that come from the sun that can mess with our national grid um so it just does make you think we do we are relying on tech way more and since chat gpt was introduced i have used it quite a bit when it comes to like there's only so many ways that you can say listen to our podcast or come to our event sometimes you want someone else to step in to help with that creativity um so i have used it for that and it's useful for like just getting that quick um suggestion but thinking that like everything could be taken away i'm just like wow if like if if tech just broke down if my wi-fi broke down like that's my job gone there's a lot of people's livelihoods um gone so look out for that in 2024.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you believe what Elon Musk says, we will. none of us will ever have to work again, you know? Well, he
1: says we're going have to work again. <laughs> yeah. it, it,
0: like, maybe we should go back. Maybe we should go back to like, what it was like 200 years ago before yeah. we all moved closer to big cities and started working. Go back to the farm land living
1: <laughs> well everyone dying at the age of 30 with rotting teeth and stuff.
0: yes maybe yeah. it was simpler back then because <laughs> people always get nostalgic about looking back in time and being like wow
1: it was so much better back then so I don't know well, usually people's vision of the past are kind of stately homes and nice frocks aren't they and things like that so yeah
5: yeah yeah.
1: Um, I'm happy to go back to that but but not, not any of the other aspects of the yeah. past
0: let's do it like my only reference to that now is probably like Bridgerton which isn't like accurate but it's pretty <laughs>
6: cool
0: well if we do go back there let's
6: keep equality though yes okay
0: I don't know um Darius what about you finally what stood out for you in 2023
4: um, for me it was probably um the um because uh, it just at the end of November the FCA announced it, what the um S D R uh labels they're gonna implement uh into to funds to uh avoid greenwashing so investors know uh what funds are more have more of a general sustainable sort of focus. Um and because it's by It's the first piece I wrote for the magazine was on the um uh the FCA consultation at the time. On the, uh, on the labels so, that uh, they would implement to the funds. Um, and it was originally going to come out to in quarter two, but it got pushed back to, um, uh, quarter four. So that's what it just came out in November. So yeah, it mm-hmm. was, it was, a it was sort of a, a mix of a, a personal one, uh, but also it was a, you know, a big deal for your industry as well, because, um, obviously ESG is a big topic and this sort of, um, uh, gives investors that sort of stamp of approval that, you know, you're invested in a, a fund that is sort of, um, uh, delivering on its promises, sort of thing, will invest in the sort of areas a align with your um, beliefs. Um, so, yeah, yeah I, I would just say that was probably um, a, a big story for me because I felt like it um, I sort of, uh, <clears throat> sort of came away of focusing when I first started money marketing. And it's a sort of uh, my role in money marketing just sort of came out recently, and I, it does seem like a, a, a good idea as well, like having a, an authentic sticker on a fund so you know. There's no sort of um um m- yeah, misguidance involved. So yeah, I'd say that's probably my um and that's probably the biggest story for me uh uh this year.
0: Yeah, and probably something that will continue to develop into twenty twenty four as well.
4: Yeah, well they yeah because FCA said so they're gonna implement into funds and the idea they're gonna um uh, um implement it more broadly into the sort of financial. Uh, uh industry so you know not only funds but you know other other products will also be getting these uh labels yeah
0: okay and also sticking with you Darius I want to know personally for you um what stood out for you What, what did you have any personal achievements that you made obviously you also started um at money marketing this year um so I don't know if you wanted to share anything a little bit personal you don't have to tell us like your blood type or anything
5: but
4: um i think um a personal a personal personal highlight was when i went to a a talk on ai and piers linney from dragon's den was there uh giving a talk. he's one of the people giving a talk and i when i i walked in actually i uh shook my hand introduced himself and actually spoke to him and i thought that's that's pretty cool. I've actually shook my hand with a form of dragon. I've actually spoke to him and I'm listening to him talking AI in a in a uh building in London. So yeah, that was like a personal highlight because that's was pretty cool to say I've actually uh I've done that. Um so for me that's probably sort of a the personal personal one. Um I I'd say in general the money market is just um especially after the Covid it's been a nice having a job where you, you go out a lot and you actually meet people and speak to them face to face and so forth and you know, all the um Obviously, you know, but, I mean, there's still been uh, obviously a few team calls, uh, but yeah, there's been a lot more, you know, face-to-face time, and actually meeting people, and actually, like you know, um, sort of sort of professional relationships and so forth. So that, that's nice. Uh, that's definitely a change following COVID, when that 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 never really happened. So yeah, I would say with money marketing that's that's definitely been a, a part that I've enjoyed a bit more, uh, sort of um, meeting and t- talking and <clears throat> to new people and so forth
0: yeah i thought you were going to mention um you wrote about it in your weekend essay about um how you assisted someone in getting compensation Um, or something like that
4: yeah no sure that's yeah yeah you know me better than i do yeah no that's yeah. i probably should have lived on that as well yeah (laughs) when i it was all right what did that as well yeah um basically there was a uh individual who was um uh, owed money because uh he had uh, sort of invested in a company that went uh that went bankrupt and um effectively had sort of uh, sat on it for a few years and he hadn't received um the um the decent sum decent money he invested in the company back um and then so um i, I wrote about his situation uh, and and then it, it got um uh, a bit more attention and then um uh, reasonably soon after uh, he actually got a uh let's just say he'd be uh you know a the the money that he invested and you know he'd get it back and be paid like a um additional for sort of you know for, for waiting time and so forth uh just for some money so yeah we, I just, my weekend essay was i can't wait, making a difference is a good feeling or something, i can't quite remember. Yeah. But yeah, it, was just, yeah. it was just nice to to see um that you actually you know write journalism you actually write an article actually positively benefiting someone's life because um um but, well, yeah that's just a i don't know that's sort of, yeah a more personal dream of mine actually you're right and i was going she helps people so yeah mm-hmm. um yeah and i, I remember I, I said you know we can i say the closest i got to this is i had meningitis and i wrote a blog about it for independent and then i remember some people commenting on it saying that they'd they'd suffered from it or family members suffered from it and they were happy that yeah i was um you're right about giving it attention because it's uh a horrible disease and so forth so it was nice so it, 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 it's just uh, it's a warm feeling when you're you know articles you write actually helping people or benefiting people in some way
0: exactly that's why I thought you'd want to add to it the feel good moment you know oh no,
4: yeah yeah thank you for doing that one Kim yeah
0: you're welcome um what about you
6: Lois I had a feeling you were going to come to me <laughs> Um, my personal work highlight would probably be winning Next Gen Palace Financial Journalist of the Year award in June. Great. I was, it was fantastic. I was pleased with that. Well deserved. And then I may have left it in Manchester. <laughs> you don't need to tell people. I've got it now. <laughs> they sent it to me very kindly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was a good one. Um, I also thought MMI London was a really good event and I really enjoyed yeah. it. And I made a little video of it, and that's something yes, I want you to did. continue doing in 2024. More videos, yeah. and I've even got a little microphone for my phone. Cool!
0: You'll be uh, like on the street. Like, how much money do you make? You should do that. I'll do that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Do you have a Tesla? I don't. No, but I'm saying like that. That could be one of the questions because
6: isn't the running oh,
0: yeah. all financial advisors have Teslas? Teslas or Jags? Yeah.
6: Yeah. So, oh, yeah. yeah, that was probably the main things for me. Not yeah, as exciting no. as helping someone get money like Darius, but
0: he I didn't pleased. even remember that. <laughs> 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 um, True, no. yeah. But no, but honest, like, uh, both of you have done amazing. Uh, th- in fact, the whole team has. Um, so, um, I know that, Tom, you're fairly new, but I. Are there any other highlights apart from obviously joining the best team? In, well, obviously,
1: <laughs> that goes without saying. No, I'll actually second what Darius said about being able to get out and meet people, though. My my previous role was a bit sedentary and sort of coming off the back of COVID. It was sort of like slowly kind of moving into the sort of homeworking uh, space. But this job has kind of got me out of it again. And I met some very, very interesting people in the sector, which, mm-hmm. um, which was uh, not surprising exactly, but kind of reassuring. Um, Yeah, I I suppose my personal highlight must be becoming a father for the first time, which was pretty full on, you know. I don't know about helping people make money. I certainly the child has got a lot of money out of us. That's you know, <laughs> all we've got to spend our cash on is 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 toys and various entertainments for this screaming, kneeling. Just think thing.
0: about it this way: one day, hopefully, he'll <laughs> feel indebted to mum and dad. Um, so he'll well, pay you I
1: back. I hope so. I hope so. He just sits around going, "Oh, I didn't ask to be born,
5: did I?" <laughs>
0: That's also a very fair. <laughs> That's also a very fair point. Sometimes I try and do that, but then I think. Yeah. oh man like they were just people and they were just doing what they thought was the right thing to do yeah so then i i feel like oh i should like buy them dinner at least
1: well, yeah, I mean, you know, it's strange because at the moment, I you've like, seven months old now, so they he yeah. kind of, he's very cute and very affectionate and very kind of giggly. And but whenever mm-hmm. he kind of like smiles and sticks his tongue out, I kind of think how how long is this going to last? Eventually, you're going to turn against me in some in so in some way. <laughs> so we're, we're trying to get <laughs> as heard, much affection as we can. I've
0: heard two isn't a great year.
1: Yes. Like, yeah, we're so, gearing up for that. I've heard yeah. two is tricky. I've heard three is tricky. I've heard four is tricky. Um, I'm just chatting. So when they start who,
0: developing a personality, essentially,
1: pretty much. Yeah, I'm happy for them not to have any personality. <laughs> just, just, just be the way post. they are. Yeah. Um, you reminded me, by the way, uh, my blood type is O negative. You didn't <gasps> ask, but I'll, I'll chuck it in, which is the universal
0: universal donor. Yeah. Yeah. So well, good I, to know.
1: My, Well, as my sort of Christmas plea, I'm going to use that as a jumping off point to encourage people to donate blood if they don't already do so, because there's been a lot of shortages this year. And um, they're always rolling out the red carpet for me because I'm very negative, which is um, which they really, really need. But um, they welcome all types of blood. So that's my slightly off topic Christmas plea.
0: No, that is that is a very important point to make. I have actually tried to donate blood twice this year uh, once i couldn't because i've just got my nose pissed they don't like that uh, second time i went um my iron was slightly low so january fingers crossed i'm taking my iron supplements i think i'll be able to um donate so yeah everyone sign up donate um, and
3: maria what about you um yes yeah, so i just talking about the hardest ages of children mine are two and four so i think we covered two three you and four. are juggling I'm, I'm in it i'm in it um but they are my proudest achievement I love they're them so bits. cute by
0: the way so whenever cute. i see pictures they're very cute babies
3: they are lovely they're lovely so we're having a lot of fun with christmas and everything but um yeah they'll be my proudest achievement every day um but work-wise We've, features has had a really strong year we've mm-hmm. Amanda and I we had a little chat before she went off for Christmas and we're really happy we, we um yeah I think we've done really well this year and Amanda's fantastic she's not here today she can't be here but I need to pick her up she's absolutely fantastic and I know all the readers think the world of her and all the team thinks the world of her so uh, yeah she's had a great year um I'm really proud of some of the contributors that I've secured for next year, regular, regular slots. Um, So we have got Noel Butwell, Chief Executive of Aberdeen, Andy Curran, Chief Executive of Standard Life, Mm -hmm. Caroline Conlon, Chief Executive of MNG Wealth. Um, Wealth. Finally got hold of the new Pensions Minister, who's going to be writing for us in January. Um, been trying for that one for a few months, so I'm really happy with that. Uh, David Ferguson, Chief Executive of SECO, ex-Nucleus Chief Executive. Um, You know, tech. Mr. Tech knows everything. Um, So we're going to have some really, really good content from January. I'm really pleased with that. Um, and yeah, just, I all think we've had a, a really good year some really good um opinion pieces features thought leadership pieces so um yeah that's that's my highlight and f-
0: more to come so it's exciting yeah definitely um and uh Dan what about you also someone who is fairly new so I know maybe there's loads that you actually have I don't know <laughs>
2: Yeah, well, like like Tom, like Tom really, um, you know, obviously come in came in recently, and um, you know, similar situation. I had a couple of years, like a lot of people with you know, obviously COVID, and then um, I was between my my previous role um, on the newspaper and and joining Money Marketing, I uh, I was freelance for a while. So, yeah, one of the things I missed most was being part of a team. Mm. And, you know, and I just feel without sounding really cheesy about it you know just really lucky to have joined such a a lovely team um you know where I I, I enjoy working you know that means a lot to me where um sort of going to work and actually enjoying it you know I absolutely absolutely loved it so far and such a variety of things to write about you know so many so many different people that I've met so many lovely people you know from advisors to planners to um you know to people I've interviewed and it's just been brilliant Um been absolutely brilliant from a from a personal perspective and uh yeah just sort of actually enjoying learning about the sector as well because um you know I haven't had a huge amount of experience in terms of financial writing before so it's just sort of simultaneously yeah learning about the sector meeting new people um with this brilliant team as well it's just uh yeah, I feel feel very feel very lucky. Um, and again, like uh, from a personal perspective, like like Tom and Maria, you know, I've got two little girls who are mm-hmm. tr- trouble with a capital T. And no, uh, they're i cool. I'd love to say they're yeah, they're lovely, but I would love to say it gets easier, Tom. But it, it's um, <laughs>
1: I've got to be on you and Maria for a lot of moral support
2: in the twenty twenty four But it's um, no, it's great. It's um, yeah, it's it's a tough year in lots of different ways. So I think to end it hopefully on a a bit of a high is is a is is a really good thing
0: yeah um i think we're glad to have everyone here well i am um i'm definitely glad to know all of you and it's been really easy to work with you um but um for me um i think one of my highlights is continuing the in conversation with series um it kind of just started as just a random idea that I had where we'd have like a regular weekly podcast. And um, we've had so many interesting guests this year. Um, Lois also does it alongside with me. Um, Anyone in the editorial team can, Um, but yeah, me and Lois mainly have done most of the episodes this year. And I think for me, the highlight episode um, was the one I recently did with Nikki Cook um, from protection guru uh where we talked about um menopause and its effect on you know women uh in the workforce and what protections there can be for them and you know this isn't a conversation that a lot of people have had and um i haven't gone through menopause but i know a lot of women around me who have and i now just think about it knowing what the actual symptoms are and how much it can be debilitating um and i'm I look at them in awe and I'm just like, how did you go through that while also like raising your family or, you know, going to work every single day and functioning through different life events. Like Nikki was talking about how she'd been going through a divorce as well at the time. So it was a lot for her and trying to find that support. um, Maybe if she needed time off work and stuff and the, the, what protections are out there for women. So that was a really impactful, important episode um, that I enjoyed doing. Um I don't know, Lois, if you had one that you particularly wanted to
6: highlight as well from in conversation with. Um I enjoyed one that I did recently with Alistair Walker, who's a financial advisor and also a PFS member. Although we didn't Mm -hmm. talk about PFS.
4: Yeah. You're
6: getting on the record. And yeah, he was just talking a lot about sort of the importance of encouraging new advisors into the sector because as well as the advice gap, there's this advisor gap mm. where a lot of advisors are going to retire in the next five years and maybe not enough are coming in to fill that gap. So that was interesting.
0: Yeah, yeah. And yeah, hopefully that gap is filled because people need it, like my sister. Um but looking ahead now to 2024. I'm just going to throw this out there for whoever wants to answer first. Um, what, what trends are you seeing for 2024? And also, what are you most looking forward to for 2024?
6: Um, I think, probably if you don't mind me answering yeah, first. Yeah, go for it. Um, because I haven't mentioned one of my favourite topics on this call, which on this podcast, which is consolidation. Oh,
0: wow. Yeah.
6: <laughs> and it's a big one. And it's always a big topic. Um, but I feel like it's maybe going to continue in 2024. And I've been hearing some things about maybe the consolidators themselves starting to consolidate now. Um, yes. <laughs> so, but I also, on the other end, there are quite a lot of small advice firms starting up. Um, so, advisors branching off from big advice firms and launching their own one or two man band mm-hmm. advice firms um, Yeah, so i feel like that's going to continue as well and i hope it is because i love a startup advice firm and i love talking yeah. to the people who launch them it's really it's quite positive unlike some conversations i have in this financial world
0: <laughs> and i think for, with that startup thing is where you start getting more um opportunity to fill that advice gap probably because maybe they're a bit more flexible with who they who their clients will be and you know what their structure will be like so yeah definitely in their charging um models and things Mm -hmm. so yeah hopefully more of that um and
1: tom Uh, Well, I suppose um, 2024 is going to be the year of elections. Uh, More elections happening in 2024 than in any other year in history, I think is the statistic. Um, Most significantly, obviously, the UK and the US election. Uh, How that will play out for the sort of the markets and and the financial advice sector just in general would be, I think, very, very interesting. A lot of chat about what might happen. if a Labour government comes in. I mean, Maria mentioned the lifetime allowance earlier that they are pledged to um, reverse that decision to abolish it. I, a lot of the mm-hmm. advisors I've been talking to are very, very sceptical that they will do that. And particularly if they have a very small majority and they have an awful lot of challenges uh, on their plate, uh, it would just be interesting to see how that pans out. So uh, I think that's uh, one of the things I'll be keeping an eye on, along with AI and how that plays out because i mean the number of conversations i've had with everyone no matter where they work or what they're doing uh, they ai is on their mind and that's certainly true of financial um, advice as well
0: yeah um on that ai thing i did see that google is releasing an even stronger version of what they currently have so right now they have Uh, Bard, Um, but they're releasing something called Google Gemini, which is something that they've been working on, which is meant to be even more powerful um, than Bard and ChatGPT because it's just getting all the information from google which i don't know if that's terrifying or if it's like oh this is going to be such an effective tool i can use um, probably a bit
1: probably a bit of both isn't it i've been i've yeah. been urged to try chat gbt4 which is the one that you have to pay for yeah because uh, i've just been playing around on the free version and kind of going oh yeah. well this is rubbish we've got nothing to worry about here and then i've been told by my colleagues i oh, no, you want to try chat gbt4 um so that's... yeah maybe that is yeah that'll that will be doing my job this time next year.
0: Nah, I don't <laughs> think so. I don't like sometimes. I I don't think it has the c- capacity for creativity. Maybe if we get into like um, into a future similar to Blade Runner, then we should be concerned um, about but, more than it just taking our jobs in writing. Yeah, it could just take your personality, take over f- you. you who yeah. you are as a person so right.
5: Merry christmas oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um maria what are you looking forward to in 2024
3: all right election as well um, yeah yeah i think i, come I think everyone's comes like for
0: a... elections
3: yeah i think it it's us and uk right yeah yeah it'd be significant for advisors i think especially for labor well particularly if labor get in um but also i just wanted to um touch on the sjp stuff. um one of our lovely contributors robin powell he uh wrote some quite insightful pieces towards the end of this year um Mm -hmm. and i know that in terms of their exit charges changes aren't going to be made till 25 but i do think we will see some changes this year or at least according to robin um changes in their investment philosophy there's talk of um embracing more index funds when they've um historically been more more active focused Mm -hmm. um and also they are looking to reduce the average age of their advisors, which I know the industry should be doing as a whole, but I just thought this was particularly interesting because um, they're looking at redundancies at manager level um, mm. and looking to put a bigger focus on its academy, which obviously is a big academy and, you know, one of the biggest players in, in that space at the moment. But, um, yeah, so that I think that'd be something to watch, some big t- more changes to come at SJP. Yeah. I think if they want to do that, then they should, like,
0: go to schools and start like giving buzzeries and stuff i don't know for most kids i think they have no idea what a financial advisor is unless their parents are already in that bracket where they have a financial advisor or they have an uncle who's a finance something like that um so but if you want your presence to be known and you want this profession to be known i think you have to go to the source directly
3: i think that's a good point as well about financial education more broadly you know mm-hmm. will this year be the year that something changes there because it we've been talking about it for years um there needs to be a change at that school level in terms of financial education um so yeah I guess that's the hope for this year that yeah it you know, will filter down we'll see
0: um and Dan what about you what are you looking forward to for 2024
2: yeah, like everyone else has said, I think it's going to be a be a really big year for for so many different reasons. Um, you know, Tom's mentioned elections, and mm-hmm. um, you know, there's uh, Maria's just mentioned the financial education side of things. Um, I, I mentioned the advice guidance boundary um, earlier as well. We've also got the autumn statement stuff, which um, going to start getting implemented sort of between January and April. So, I think it's particularly like the first sort of four to. Four to five months of the year, it's going to be um it's going to be a lot happening. um the financial education stuff's interesting because um as Maria said, I think there's a yeah last month the um there was an inquiry uh the MPs launched into improving financial education in schools. and mm-hmm. um, there's a cross- party education committee, and they're looking at you know whether it should be introduced as part of the the primary school curriculum. yeah and at the, at the moment, I think it's um. It's been part of the national curriculum for local authority-run secondary schools for for about ten years now, um, but places like academies and free schools can can opt out of teaching it. Okay. Um, so they are kind of looking at you know why why it's often overlooked, um, sort of how well schools and teachers are supported to deliver it, um, whether it could maybe be incorporated in, into the post-16 curriculum. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of you know a lot of chat at the moment about um you know improving this improving financial education from a younger age, which um you know. I've spoken to a, quite a few advisors over the last couple of months. That's you know, a common theme that keeps occurring. Is that actually we really need to kind of not nip it in the bud, but you know, Im- improve it from from as young age as possible, really to educate yeah. people and to yeah to, to to chat. So I think that that would be an interesting one. And the other one is um, this kind of continuing rise in in MPS. And mm-hmm. um, it's been a sort of a common theme throughout not not just 2023 but um you know, it's kind of accelerated over the last decade really and it, it kind of doesn't really show any sign of of slowing down so i think that that'd be interesting I think last week I, w- I wrote a piece about the mps markets now growing at a faster rate than the platform market yeah and um, and and yeah it's be interesting to see how that how that will play out really because a- again for the DFm discretionary fund managers it, it's um they seem to be getting busier and busier but um it, I think consolidation like lower suspension will probably be the key thing next year hmm in that world i think the, i think that rise of it, rise in MPs will will probably see more and more consolidation um throughout the industry so yeah yeah quite quite a few things be interesting quite a few to, things
0: on your list to look quite, out for quite,
2: quite a few things yeah it'd be interesting to see how it'll um it' play out
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll be interested to see too. Um, and finally, Darius, what are you looking forward to in 2024?
4: Uh, yeah, I would say uh, a lot of what everyone else has just, um, discussed. But um, uh, yeah, for, I know for me, what comes first to my mind is probably the fact there'd be some, there's some major political elections coming up. So there'd be some big answers there. Uh, I, I think um, uh, a trend I think might happen is I think it'd be more. Bit more ESG sort of chat, and I think it's become a bit more is uh moment momentum behind it. And mm-hmm. from talking to advisors, and say you know a lot of times when people do invest in this, it's more of a uh, a personal thing, it's what they believe in rather than necessarily like the uh, sort of financial side of it. But I think it's just as a topic, it's getting a lot more airtime, a lot more attention, a lot more of a uh, wider global things that affect all of us. So I thought like I'd be uh more uh. More uh, transitional attention based on the whole sort of that that, that idea that be, you know, have a whole issue investing. I think it will get more, um, more, more airtime and uh, be more, more money be invested into the whole sort of sector. I think, as I guess, I'm, the way things are going, I of that could uh, potentially happen next year.
0: You don't think that people are kind of bored of ESG and now thinking like it doesn't make any money, and even the prime minister doesn't care about
4: no I you know, I'm, well that was yeah I mean that's definitely it was. I mean that was yeah a topic of the uh, uh, last piece of sort of vote for the mag was yeah the whole sort of rollback by from um, uh, Richard Senac. but it, I think that's the, that's the people's uh, you know beliefs are sort of uh, stronger or are heavier than uh, what's a PM or any politician says and I just and I get I get the feeling that like, with the trends of the big news stories it seems that like more people can more Aware of bit more alert of it, and they want to sort of follow it. And I—I I know this is a prediction. We—I could, could be wrong. Could go completely rubber away, and maybe people do follow the PMs sort of roll back on it. But I, I have a feeling that it's going to—it's going to um, it's gonna, um, accelerate or go bigger rather than um, go in the opposite direction.
0: Okay. Well, we'll pick this up at the end of 2024 and see how your prediction
4: went. Fine. Um let's do it um
0: okay fantastic um so thank you all for joining me um i really enjoyed this chat i've enjoyed working with each and every single one of you and i look forward to working with you more in 2024 with you know web stuff mag stuff the events the awards everything i think that's everything that i'm looking forward to um the things we create yeah, because agree. as a creative 100%. that's where my passion lies <laughs>
6: and we've loved working with you too kim thanks yeah. i wasn't digging <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: um yeah so thanks for joining me guys thanks very much thank,
1: thank
0: you. you
4: bye jim bye. thank you thanks bye